or yesterday set this up and ran to Greg. Hey, we're live. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy this works. I'm yeah, true. Yeah, same. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys sound great. I um I I thought it would be cool to drive to Arizona yesterday from California. Super uh, Bowl. No, Greg, I, I'm actually in. I, I'm, uh, oh. Greg's doing some sort of um, event here, broken science event. But it is yeah. right. I mean, they have the Super Bowl here, and then they have some great, crazy golf tournament thing here. Wow. But I basically left my house like at three thirty in the morning, and then got here like at six in the evening. And then I thought, and then set up my podcast system, and then ran out of the house and took my kids swimming to his house to go swimming. And then I came back, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's time. And by the way, thank you for switching the time. Of course, I was not prepared for Arizona switching. It's um. Oh, that's okay. We, yeah. we totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, where where are you guys? You're in New York. Hudson, New York. Yep. Yep. And, and where is that Hudson? It's about those of us 45 who are minutes south of Albany. Sorry, one more time. About 45 minutes south of Albany, New York, the capital. Okay. We're, we're so, in the Catskills, so, Catskill Mountain area. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in the country. Oh yeah. Yeah. We live, on, we live on a dirt road. So. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good. And so you like you see animals and stuff every day, like cow. Oh, yeah. Like if you drive around, you see cows and fields and things like that that uh, us city folk don't see. We had a bobcat walking around our house the other day. So yeah. Oh, what do you do when that happens? Uh, I grab my gun. <laughs> they're little though, right? They're little, but they could take out a dog. Uh, they're about the size of a small dog. Yeah. And, and um, do you have kids? Oh, you have an older ki- kid. Uh, two, two, two older, uh, twenty and seventeen. Okay, so nothing the bobcat would take away with it. No, 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 no. just our cats, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right. And yeah. I guess a bobcat could take away a uh, a, a baby. I, I yeah, I mean, have. if you leave your baby outside, that's kind of irresponsible, but sure. <laughs> this well, yeah, I've been known to do that. <laughs> Free range baby. <laughs> and you guys are the owners of um lumberjack uh athletics which is also home of uh crossfit luke is the way correct. you guys were correct, correct. I-, I love your instagram account by the way thank, oh, you. thank you thank you so much very cool yeah i see it and i'm like okay that's a cool place that's the kind of place i'd want to work out I-, I dug through it and i'm like these are cool people looks like everyone has fun looks like a pretty f- like free welcoming environment absolutely yeah everybody's welcome to come in anytime they want we actually just opened our second location over in Massachusetts as well. Yep. How far is that? For, 30 minutes? It's not too far. 30 minutes from gym to gym. God, my geography is so poor. When I think of 45 minutes from Albany, I don't think anywhere near um, Massachusetts. So the way uh, Albany sits, um, if you actually look, at, if you come down south, it starts to touch on the border of Massachusetts, like uh, the Berkshires, Catskills okay. and the Berkshires are close to one another. Okay. Uh, so it's not that far of, uh, you can hop into Massachusetts from us right now. We could be in Massachusetts in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that, uh, Caleb, what are the cats? Cat, what do you, how do you say the word? Cat, cat skills? Cat yep. Bob, cat, cat skills or with a G or skills like they got skills. skills. You have skills, it. The Catskill yeah. Mountains, correct. Yeah. Okay. It's a mountain range. What's yeah. the highest peak there? Do you know? Oh, that? gosh. Uh, it's high. We we have a bunch of snowboarding mountains and ski mountains around us. That's how, you know, so that's that's kind of gives you an idea of what, what kind of mountains we're dealing with here. Um, a lot of uh, ski resorts and stuff like that. So I think uh, I don't actually can't even give you an honest answer about that. It's pretty, pretty tall mountain range, though. I genuinely don't know either. OK, here goes more of my ignorance. And that's those are the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, they, do they connect at some point? I genuinely don't know the answer. I think <laughs> the Catskill, 
The Catskills are a little bit more east. The Appalachian Mountains are more like actually more south here. Yeah. What's worse, Sevon's pronunciation or Sevi's geography? <laughs> They're definitely in um, competition with uh, one another. <laughs> and uh, you guys are born and raised, raised East folk, East Coast uh, folks? Correct. Yep. I was born in uh, Boston, and Kristen was born right here in Hudson, New York. And so you kind of went for you. That's the country, huh, huh Leon? Well, I grew up south of Boston uh, in Fall River, Dighton area. So it's a little it was when I was there, it was more country. It's definitely developed a lot more now. Um, but I moved up here when I was like 11 into the Catskill. So I, I grew up in the country. And uh, it, it seems like the kind of place you move if like you're in a witness um, uh, protection program. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) We say that to people all the time. Why did you come here? Yeah. Um, but Hudson itself has grown tremendously over the last 20 years. It used to be sort of a ghost town when I was a kid and now it's sort of like, um, like a little Soho, honestly, like there are a lot of New York city people here now. Yeah. It's been changed tremendously. Like you could take the train and be in the city in two hours. Yeah. So it's a second, it's becoming a second home place. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, actually, since COVID, a lot of people have moved up here out of the city. So now it's first home. So what's the population? Oh, man. Our county has about 60,000 in it. The county? Yeah. Okay. So it it is Podunk. Yes. Very much. Uh, Like school um, classrooms, like with like multiple grades in it. Like the whole, like when you went to school, uh, Kristen, like you were in there, like, K through six were all in the same classroom, like small like that, like 20 No, not kids that in, small, no. but oh, I only had like 90 people in my graduating class. The okay. The school I went to was like that. Yeah. He was it was, school. okay. Like, yeah. a, like a one-room school. Uh, yeah, we call them uh, um, central school. So like a, a bunch of towns would go there and it would be like a one through 12, uh, like a K through 12 situation. So like everybody goes to the same school, basically. Eventually it's separated, but it's not like, uh, it was like that for a while. How long have you had... Um, uh, Lumberjack Athletics, the CrossFit Luke location. We just hit five years, uh, January 2nd. We're starting our fifth year. Fifth year. Yeah, <laughs> Was it already a gym? No. No. Started from scratch. From scratch. Yeah, we are our, We are in our second location because uh, we outgrew our first one pretty quick. And uh, again, with COVID, all that stuff, we decided to get out of the spot that we were in and find a bigger location because we needed it. So... And uh, Kristen, you're you're a nurse. I'm a nurse practitioner. What's what's the difference between a nurse and a nurse practitioner? So, a nurse practitioner is similar to a doctor. Like I practice, I'm a family medicine provider. So, um, I've been a nurse practitioner for two years. It's the basic, the highest end of nursing, if you will. Um, and actually, getting ready to open my own practice right in Lumberjack. Oh wow! Awesome. Uh, do, yeah. do you do uh, house calls, or they come to you? Um, mostly they come to me. I am willing to do house calls, but I don't really have that, that option where I work for somebody right now trying to get out of that pretty quickly. So then, and and Leon's full-time at the gym. Yes, sir. Wow. You guys are doing it. Holy cow. It's a lot of work. (laughs) People have no appreciation for what it takes to just run an affiliate, much less try to do a million other things and open a second one. So yeah why the um why the second one was it all was it a failing gym and you guys are taking over uh well not that i want to keep bringing this up but covid basically shut the gym down that was in so the gym is actually in uh sheffield uh massachusetts which is 
the town over from Great Barrington and Great Barrington, they had a huge community and COVID shut them down. So when we were uh, kind of getting things back up and running here, a couple of the athletes that were uh, from Great Barrington started coming over because it's not that far of a drive. And uh, they liked what we were doing. And they were like, hey, we think that you do great over here. And we were like, well, all right, let's do it. Let's get over there. Let's get the community back. So they had like 120 plus members over there at one time. And then the, there's just no gym. There was nothing, not even like a Planet Fitness or anything for them to go to. So we were like, all right, let's get after it. Let's do it. Um, uh, and how has is it actually opened its doors? Yes. Yeah, we've been uh, open for about a month and a half ish right now. Oh, you guys are wild, crazy. Very much. And, and, are time. you having Are you having trouble finding coaches? <laughs> Okay, well, that's interesting. We were, yeah, um, uh, good coaches, right? Um, right? But you know, something happened. Nothing, you know, in another gym near us, and we were able to land a very experienced L two coach. Um, that was, it was like literally perfect timing. Um, yeah. So he's um, in our Hudson location, and um, our actual we have another uh, woman that's a partner of ours. Um, she's a, a recently just became a partner of ours and she's running the Sheffield location. Um, and Leon sort of the up here watching everyone. I, I, I'm hearing this theme from affiliate owners and it's just, it's just anecdotal, but that they're having trouble finding trainers and that the trainers that they do have, even the trainers that they love that they have, they've had for a long time, don't care about the gym as much as their clients care about the gym. And that's really an interesting way to put it, right? Because you could have a gym, uh, uh, um, a coach who really, really cares about the gym. But if more than 50% of the gym owners care more, it becomes out of balance. There's like a rel there's a relativity piece. And I know that just because of my kids, I take my kids to coaches and I want the, like, uh, so uh, we were, uh, our kids play tennis and we were leaving for two weeks and my wife felt really uncomfortable telling our tennis coach that we were leaving for two weeks. And the reason why is because we know the coach cares oh. and we like, you want to feel that way. You want it to feel awkward when you tell your kids coach that you're leaving for two weeks Yeah, because you yeah. know, the coach isn't going to like it like that. At least that's the relationship I want. Cause then I know the coach cares more than I do. Like mm -hmm. I, I want the coach. And so it's, do you have any thoughts on that about finding, I mean, it, it's asking a lot about a coach. It's asking a lot uh, from a coach. It's, it's not like it pays, you know, $200,000 a year. Yeah. So other jobs, you could get a job at Safeway and, and, and care, but like who's but still turn it off when you go home. I mean, you're really asking you're asking for a coach to be emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, all just all in. I mean, it's, it's it, right. It's a pe people job. Yeah. Um, so we're actually really fortunate that we don't have that issue. Our coaches are 100 percent bought into what we do. Um, which is yeah. what save people's lives. What, 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 what is Yeah. I mean, we, we are the traditional CrossFit gym, right? We've had people lose a hundred pounds. We've gotten people off diabetes medicine. We've gotten people to do things. They thought like, Hey, I was never going to be able to do that again. Right. Like I got a blown out knee. I'll never squat again. Uh, I was in a bad car accident. I'll never do this. And it's like, we've we had a guy who uh, literally had his heart explode and uh, was basically like fucked for the rest of his life. And uh, now we got him moving his body again and living on his own and, and doing the things that you should be able to do as a human being. Right. Um, and that's all because of the coaches that we have. Also, um, the reason why I even wanted to open up a gym was to create opportunity for coaches because I've been doing this for 13 years now. And I had definitely been uh, underappreciated in some gyms as far as, you know, fi financially and stuff like that. 
So I was uh, very much into, you know, we're going to open this gym to create an opportunity for coaches to make a living and uh, have more of a buy-in. Where did you work uh, before? Where did you coach before CrossFit? Uh, I helped start one of the gyms that's in Hudson right now, uh, Railroad CrossFit, and I left there. Uh, then I went up to Albany and I coached at a gym called CrossFit Avita uh, for two years. And then I was just, you know, let's go open up our own stuff. We can, I can do this. Uh, Kristen and I can do this. So, so you were always a CrossFit coach. Uh, not always. Uh, I've, I was in construction beforehand and then I was in the military for a brief stint, uh, United States coast guard. And then, uh, when I came out, I kind of fell back into like some bad old habits, drugs, drinking, stuff like that. And CrossFit actually pulled me out of that shit, um, pretty quick. And that became my new addiction. And then, uh, yeah, here we are 13 years later. I, I guess what I meant by, um, always a CrossFit coach, meaning you didn't work at like Planet Fitness or you weren't no, a no, coach. No, no, no. Your coaching career in fitness and health yep. started with as a CrossFit coach. Correct. Yep. 2011. And uh, did you get kicked out of the Coast Guard? Yeah. Yep. Oh, good, good times. Four, yeah. four drugs and four drugs and alcohol? Yes, sir. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, can you tell us what happened? Uh, yeah, just being a shithead, you know. Uh, I was too young. We were, uh, you know, just partying all the time, easy job, and uh, yeah, just one day ended up, uh, we were out, and I was uh, sleepwalking out on a on a boat, and uh, when you do that, that's kind of a no-go uh, in the Coast Guard, so I had to go and uh, see like uh, a psychiatrist with inside of the group, and then you take a drug test, and then the drug test pops, boom. Coast Guard doesn't need you like that. Like yeah, the, yeah. they don't care about you like that, right? I think Caleb can uh, attest to that, right? Uh, Absolutely. They, they don't give a shit. Actually, the first thing they told me when I left, they were like, hey, you can go join the Army if you want. They'll take you right now. And I was like, I'm good. Uh, I'll get out of here. Thanks. Um, so they would I'm take you, too. Yeah, they, they were like, hey, you could absolutely shift right over to the Army, and they'll take you like in a heartbeat. I was like, I'm good. Thanks. Wow. Wow. Hey, that's crazy, the sleepwalking thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I guess I did back then because I didn't put stress out during when I was awake. So it came uh -huh. out and manifested through sleep. So, yeah. Is are the, is that the root of sleepwalking? Is that like a sign of like, I, I wasn't something's like something's wrong with you? Like do, do people who sleepwalk, is that like, Hey, you need to learn how to express some shit during the t day when you're awake? It was, like, is me. that a pretty strong correlate? Like, I'm just saying in general, you know what I mean? Like, um, like, like, uh, people who cut themselves. Like, so, like something happened to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a correlate or like kids who are acting out, right? Like all of a sudden you want to put a hole in your fucking ear or you want to start getting tattoos. Like, like everyone we know who's covered in tattoos and, and becomes an ultra marathon runner probably had a meth habit. Like, it's just a safe guess. You're at the, you know, 80%. Is there, is there something like that well, sleepwalkers all that like, you know what I mean? Like your dad hits you with the belt for five years and you're like, now I sleepwalk. <laughs> Uh, you know what I, I mean? I definitely didn't have that, but uh, I mean, I'm covered in tattoos as well, too. So, uh, oh, and are you an ultra runner? And did you have a meth problem? Uh, no meth problems. Uh, oh. No ultra running either. Uh, oh. But uh, I am a good runner, so maybe, uh, maybe there's a correlate there. Yeah, I, and I, I'm saying it half joking, but it's it's pretty common uh, in California. Like you just, I mean, just that, um, just that ultra runner who who comes from a, a methamphetamine habit and now they're covered in tattoos you're not you're I've, you have a lot of tattoos you're not totally covered yet you, no. you still have 
No, I you got need, space. Yeah, he's got lots of I space. I got some space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you have time, and you're young enough that you could pick up a meth habit, although I, I think maybe you've crossed that <laughs> threshold. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> did you did you quit that? Did you quit um, the drugs and alcohol because, or, or, or taper them because it just you loved CrossFit so much? And it, the two, because that's why I quit smoking. I found CrossFit at 34, and I'm like, dude, these, it's not that I wanted to quit smoking. I'm just like, hey, these two aren't working together. Yeah, I was just uh, so the guy that I actually helped uh, start the original gym in Hudson, uh, he actually got me into it. And uh, I realized that I couldn't do both. Right. Like you can't do this and also be, you know, partying and doing all these things. And uh, so um, I really wanted to get my shit together because, you know, it's that was not the best uh, time in my life to get kicked out of something that, I, you know, my, fa- my father was very proud of me for going to the Coast Guard. He was a merchant marine. Um, so, oh know, yeah, that must've sucked facing your friends and family. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm lucky that I have good people in me like, Hey dude, you fucked up. Oh, well move on. Um, so, you know, I was very, but you know, I didn't, it didn't sit well with me. So I wanted to change that habit. And, uh, so the only way I thought I could change it was to work on fitness. Right. I was a, a wrestler in school. So I already kind of had like a, a decent background as far as like, Hey, I know how to, you know, get into shape and stuff like that. Um, and uh yeah when i found crossfit i was like this is similar to wrestling it's high output it's you know it's get after it stuff it's the community is very similar it's also a, an individual sport but has a community around it similar to wrestling so i fell right into it um and then i was like hey you know what let's just go full tilt into this and here we are uh trish the series rocks well done keep saving the world leon and Kristen. Oh, awesome. thank you thank trish you. are you guys um there's this um would you were you guys ever go through any hippie stuff as kids or any hippie stuff in in your life i mean i'm kristen's a hippie i'm kind of a hippie now i I mean my whole life i'm just i have that kind of personality i don't really enjoy time type of thing like i don't like being told i have to be somewhere at a certain time or i have to stay there because you're that part of the reason why i want to have my own practice because I don't want somebody telling me I have to be here at this time and here at this time. And I have to see this many patients and just much too of a free of a spirit for that. Yeah. Um, This is why I never went into the service. Actually, (laughs) I wanted to go into the, into the military when I graduated from high school, I thought. Um, And I, my dad was a Marine fought in Vietnam and he, somebody had to sign off on me because I was 17 and he wouldn't do it. He said, absolutely not. He said, I, I, you, I love you, but you would not make it through boot camp because you do not listen and you can't tell somebody uh, no or fuck off basically if you don't like what they have to say to you. And, you know, I'm grateful that he kind of did that because it's just not who I am. Um, uh, this is a, uh, uh, Caleb, this one's for you. Every time I see Beeb's bearded pie hole, I want to hump it. <laughs> nice. That's, okay. that's one of the most crass things I've ever seen in the comments, but I think it's like affectionate. I think it's like, endear- it's supposed to be endearing. I think so too. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> On other shows, we have another term for that, a phrase for that, but uh, yeah. Okay. Or, or scissor it or scissor it. All right. I'm not okay. sure. Scissor it means cut it or no, uh, nah, nah. no, that no, no. You, okay. no. you want to know what that You'd means? You'd rather scissor. Trust me. All right. I'll Google, Google it later. I'll Google it later. I'll Google Take it later. Take the scissor. <laughs> the, sure. the reason why I ask is because, you know, in your profile, Christian, it says like, um, uh, holistic, uh, uh, I think it says holistic nurse practitioner. Correct. Yes. And when I think of the word holistic, I think it 
I right away think, okay, this person believes that the body can heal itself, that you oh. can make lifestyle changes and you can surround yourself with like uh, clean air, clean food, clean movement, nice people. Um, you also had reduced stress. I think we've had some really, we, we had that guy, Chris work on who cured himself of stage four colon cancer. And although he was like a hardcore vegan, he goes, really, I just want to talk about stress. Yes. If you can remove stress out of your life, dude, you'll be. And uh, and we actually had Don Fall on also, who whose wife had he said his wife had cancer, and he focused on that too. That's the CEO of CrossFit. He focused yes. on the fact that his he wanted to remove stress out of his wife's um, life. And yet, it, it's interesting. You um you uh your dad was a marine. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also uh, married this guy. It's weird. There's this. There's the we have them in Santa Cruz too. There's this weird kind of like, um. I don't want to know if you, I want to call them a conservative hippie, but but, but, hundred percent what she is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because, because I was a hardcore hippie too. And I still want to be a hippie. I enjoy a lot of the tenets of hippie. I I don't feel the need to put chemicals on my body. I want to walk around barefoot, but my, my clan has abandoned me. My clan, my, yeah, they don't (laughs) want to, um, they don't want to accept everyone. They like love is with my clan. Like originally I thought love was the way and my clan doesn't want to love everyone anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened to them in the last couple of years, but they want to, and they got scared of stuff. They don't believe the body can heal itself. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know what happened to them, I do. but uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Tell me. So, so that resonates with you. Cause when I saw your profile, I'm like, Oh, this is, I think Kristen might be my people like this. This might be, I am very much your people. We actually spoke a lot um, on Instagram during the the pandemic, um, beginning okay. of the times of the pandemic, um, because I was definitely one of the people right from get go who didn't buy into the bullshit. Yeah. Um, for two weeks, I we when we first shut down, and we wouldn't even shut down. Like every gym around us was shutting down, saying you need to do you. We should all do the right thing. And both of us were like, yeah, no, we're not shutting down. Like, Even right. that's a manipulative manipulative phrase, right? That's kind of lazy intellectually, do the right thing. Yeah. Sorry, can you explain it me what that is? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, right. It doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah, and that's how we felt. And like both of us are pretty, um, what's the word, unwavering individuals. So you can't really bully either of us, which works out really well. So it was a lot of us against our colleagues in the area. Nothing negative, great human beings. They just bought into the fear. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'll take this seriously for a minute. When everything got shut down, I'm an educated woman. I've been, I've been in medicine for 20 years at that point. And I was careful. And then I started to think this doesn't make any fucking sense. None of it. And I just kept telling him, I'm like, this is bullshit. We're done. And Can you tell me some of the first things you saw that didn't make sense. Like you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like, like, like people like dusting off their food, their packages yes. that came from Amazon. Exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. Just, it's not how any of it worked. Like you're telling me that this is a disease, an airborne, an airborne virus, which it is. And, but you, you got people like wiping off their food with chemicals, like just let's add more bullshit to it. Right. Um, we're telling people that they have all these symptoms to stay home, but we're freaking them out, telling if you have this, you have this, you have this, but stay home. 
Um, and I couldn't. Liquor stores are open and gyms are right. closed. Yeah. Right, right, Dispensaries right. can stay open. Groceries. How come everyone open? on that boat didn't die? That was also, I spoke yeah. to a bunch of doctors who were like, hey, man, that boat off the coast of Japan was the perfect test. Yeah. Perfect science experiment. Like you, a scientist couldn't ask for a better experiment. And look what happened there. It was just like, and when they start canceling doctors of like, you know, high degrees and stuff like that. And you know, you're getting blocked on social media. It just becomes this big, uh, suspect. You got suspect. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Very, very quickly. Um, and then we started being very vocal about it, which irritated lots of people in our lives. Um, saying that basic telling us that, you know, you're going to end up having to shut down. You're going to lose your, your clients, your bad leaders, you, you know, you're not taking this serious. You're going to get people sick. You're going to get people hurt. You know, and I mean, none of it happened, but we just yeah. stayed the course. Um, and yeah. we got tired of, of hearing, you know, stay, zoom was the zoom classes were bullshit. We opened up our house. We're like, we told our, our community, yeah. our athletes come, come here, come, come to our house, work out at our house. And yep. they did. I built a rig in our driveway and uh, we had classes outside in our driveway. Uh, Bailey, Dimena, um, do other healthcare workers that work with you, uh, Kristen and Leon, think the same? I'm a nurse and I'd say it's about 50-50. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, in my practice, I am one of, I see there's five docs and four nurse practitioners. Um, we actually were wearing masks up until about, when was that? About three months ago. Or so. so. I just stopped. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is stupid. And everybody in the office was like, what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, I don't really care what anybody does. I'm done. Yeah. I, and so we had this big thing. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And what happened? She does that a lot, by the way. She changes (laughs) it a lot. She doesn't like something. It usually stops. I don't don't care, Leon, if you want hot sauce or not on this (laughs) lasagna. I'm putting hot sauce on it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But what happened was our whole office adopted the practice of no masks because I proved to them how ridiculous we were being. Right. Um, But I'd say that I might be the only provider in my, in my practice who um, feels the way I feel They're you know, they're all vaccinated. I'm not. Um, And I don't encourage that for my patients. In fact, my patients who ask me like, should I get the booster? No. I mean, I, I got there a little late before they could all, a lot of them are already. Can you say that in in this? I don't think you can say that in California. No, really? I don't think I don't so. I don't, I don't, I, I think that, um, I think a law passed in California that if you go against, if a doctor goes against what's the, the state, uh, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. That if you go against the state guidelines mm-hmm. that you, that you can lose your, uh, your license. I think Newsom passed that. I think our governor passed that, which sense. is nuts that you can't get a second opinion from a doctor anymore. Yeah. No. Well, our state is only uh, is second to your state. Your state is far worse than ours. But uh, so we don't I don't think we have anything like that. Actually, they just removed all the medical mandates for uh, medical personnel. So they don't have to do that shit anymore. Were you working illegally, Kristen? Since you no, weren't vaccinated? I'm in a no. private oh. practice. Oh, okay. So if you have less than 100 employees, it wasn't required. Okay. Um, and I was very clear. If that's what you require, I'm out. Like, I don't care. Um And that's just how I feel like if, you know, somebody has to take a stand, somebody has to do it, right? Somebody has to say no. And I've always been the, if not, if not me, who, if not now, when, like, let's, I'm done. 
you know. But if you would have lost your job, who would have put food on the table for your kids, your two we, kids? We would have figured it out. We would have figured it out. I like I just I know that it would we we when we first opened Lumberjack, that's all we did. Like I wasn't we I stopped everything and we focused on Lumberjack and we lived in those means and I'd go back to living in those means if that's what it meant. It wasn't I want to ask you what that means in one second. What means me? Uh, uh, Zachary uh, Kadat's daily CrossFit tip. I watched the five buckets of death video and didn't buy into the bullshit. Yeah. Insane. Amazing. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the first things that we watch. And when I watched that with Greg, I'm a huge, you know, I'm a huge classman fan from the very beginning. Um, uh, Everything that went down with that was complete bullshit, but that's a different story. Um, But yeah, that five buckets of death uh, was like a real eye opening experience for me. And that's when I was like, fuck it, I'm done. Like this is he just explained it in the simplest way possible. I, I totally I'm going to get us back on subject here, but um, I did an interview recently with uh, one of Greg's uh, business partners in Broken Science, and she was talking – she came on the podcast, and she was talking yeah. about um, how she's writing a book. And she recently – someone wrote in the comments, hey, are you still going to write the book? Is it going to be a tell-all? And she said, yeah. And then someone in the comments goes, make sure you don't just say tell the good stuff. Make sure you tell the bad stuff. And when people and I put and I wrote back to them, like what? Like the stuff we did with your mom? <laughs> and it's like – dude just and it's of course it's a private account trolling and it's like hey dude just say what you mean like you're just such a pussy like just say what you mean like i it it, it, this seed planting of of negativity and of meanness it's just such cowardice uh jacqueline robinson driving to work but i cannot say how happy this combo is making me way to go Oh, no. Thanks, Thank Jacqueline. You. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Jacqueline, were we DMing this morning? Were you the one who was um, uh, DMing with uh, Steven Crowder and he was afraid of CrossFit? Who, who, who is someone was DMing me and saying Crowder was scared of CrossFit, saying it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. It's like, dude, my mom does it. And she's almost 80. She's been yeah. doing it for yeah. 10 years. What are you talking about? My mom does it too. And she's 74. So it's definitely sustainable. <laughs> Uh, Sevon pretending that the interview wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. There's no, the, that, this, the, <laughs> that was a great was. interview, Sevon. Thank you. Yeah. She was, she was easy. It, 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 she was easy. Well, I mean, um, I think the conversation just flowed so easily for both of you. I mean, yeah. how is it not hard? You know, coach Glassman is an amazing human being who basically laid everything on the line for what we're all doing right now. And the, the way that he was, treated was so fucked up that i yeah. like it, like i want to line up the people who like i can't even look at some of the athletes even to this day the ones who like i'm gonna mention names like i have a lot less respect for them as athletes and be honest with you i don't really root for them anymore I'm like kind of pieces of shit as far as i'm concerned and i'm talking the uh, elite athletes oh yeah oh yeah it is yeah. Um, when you say so, I want to go back to this thing because that's the excuse a lot of people use, and and I and I have a lot of sympathy for this this excuse. I I'm, I can't. I'm not going to homeschool. I can't afford to homeschool my kids. I had to get the vaccine, or else I was going to lose my job. I I had to um, say this, or else uh, clients were going to leave my gym. And part of me thinks like, hey, yeah, I don't really practice what I preach because. I preach to raise kids. You need to keep your mouth shut most of the time. But in this, in the, in the real world, I'm always like, just like, you know, spewing off. I wouldn't even say my, they're my opinions. They're my, they're facts. Um, but you were saying that you would figure out how to make it work. And you were using the word means. What did you mean by that? Like means like you would find the means, like the money. Did you mean like in that super food and, and money? 
or you just adjust, right? Like, hey, I don't need to do this, right? I'll get rid of some of these subscriptions like Netflix or something. Not that we have that stuff, but you, right. know, you start getting rid of the bullshit that you don't need. Get rid of the excess. And, right. the you know, the spot. I mean, we don't really we're not like excess people to begin with. Um, you know, we live a pretty, uh, you know, simple. simple life for the most part. You know, I get up and go to the gym, spend most of the day there. You know, we eat. We focus most on our health. That's where most of our money goes. Uh, quality food, stuff like that. So it wouldn't really be hard for us to be like, hey, you know, if we're going to lose one hundred thousand dollars in salary, uh, you know, annually, then well, all right, well, we'll figure it out. Right. Uh, we're, we're pretty resourceful when it comes to stuff like that. In fact, um, our one of our coaches, who's also um, our newest partner, um, her name's Maraid Fogarty. She did lose her job. She was working over in Massachusetts at um, a rehabilitation, a rehabilitation center. center, and she lost her job because she wouldn't get vaccinated. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what, what state? Massachusetts? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very different. I just saw a, um, this is totally off subject, but I just saw uh, in New Hampshire, I'm going to play it on my live call-in show, a mom who is speaking to the school board about how there's now boys changing in her 13-year-old girl's locker room and and with two other boys, there's three boys in there and they watch the girls change and make fun of the girls. And she was asking the board if they could put an end to that. And she doesn't want to be anti transgender. And I'm like, how did all of these issues get conflated? Like you have boys watching your girl. She was being so nice. And I'm like, how are you being nice? No. Yeah, no way. Like, like no one can watch your girls change. By the way, if someone, you could, if someone is doing that to your 13 year old girl, first of all, pull your daughter out of school and then get a video camera and start going and questioning the principal why he's letting boys watch girls change. Then go to those kids' parents' house and knock on the door and ask those parents why they're letting their boys um, uh, watch girls change. Like, just get a camera and just start addressing these people and make a YouTube station about it and then tell me about it and I'll have you on every week and we can get to the bottom of this. I want to have an open conversation with people who think it's okay for boys to be, uh, um, harassing girls this is fucking nuts i would what what has happened i would absolutely do all of that we live in a generation of weak men (laughs) that's what happened yeah it's um and and the thing yeah i I, it's not even those 13 year old boys fault either someone someone hasn't explained to them yeah someone somewhere is telling them this is okay and i agree with you 100 if that was my daughter yeah um, i would be at their houses yeah, you got you got you got to stand up. You like where are you going to draw the line? Yeah, I mean, I have daughters. Like, well, our girl, they're you know, but they're older and strong-minded, so I don't worry as much. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have these these things called furries. Did you hear of that? Where kids, I, I have heard that, but I don't know what it is. is. That where you think you're an animal? Or? Yeah, kids are identifying as animals, cats, and there's schools that are putting litter boxes oh, in no. because. I, I want to see one of those pictures of those litter box. Can Caleb, can you find a litter box in a classroom? <laughs> Caleb, would you let your daughter go into the military? Let's be really sexist here for a minute. I don't think I would let my daughter go into the military. Well, I, not that I could stop her, but I, I would do my best to, to dissuade it. Mm, Caleb? I'd, prob- I'd probably be okay with it. You would? Yeah. You Honestly, let your- like I, it would, it'd be better if they joined the military than if they fucking did a lot of other stuff. I, I hear you, but you're surrounded by a bunch of dudes who, um, second uh, to breathing, uh, want to just bone. Well, my wife's <laughs> or is a that life in general? Is that just a woman's life in general? Yeah, I think so. My wife works okay. in the fire department, so she's surrounded by dudes all the time. Yeah. Cool. Think, 
if anything, she's like she's way cooler because of it. Okay. I agree. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um uh Steven Flores, what will the value of untainted unvaxxed blood donations in the future for blood banks? Is that real or is that know, just us? We talk about that a lot. Yeah. I I have a feeling that Steven's not too far off when he when he says that. Or even that, sperm, like do, sperm don't like unvaxxed sperm, like that's going to be a thing. I believe. What, what do you What do you think about? Um, by the way, I have lots of those unvaxxed sperm. If anyone wants to buy some, <laughs> subsidize the podcast. Um, what, what do you think about sharing um, uh, a, a a coffee with someone who's vaccinated and 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 like just like you know like like my loved ones that I would like you know share a coffee with no problem. Yeah. Uh, but now, but now I'm getting a little bit of their saliva in my mouth, and I'm thinking, hey. Do, do I need to be do I need to be that paranoid? This I mean, I'm a kind of guy who doesn't wash my hands when I leave the bathroom. I don't use ass gaskets. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I I I don't. I think I think that you know there's there is a level of being too paranoid, right? And we and that's kind of goes to that stress. We if we do that, we literally might as well put ourselves in a bubble because everything is something. Um, so I, I, I understand how you feel. Like, I'm like, the, I don't want to get dressed sometimes. I'm like, what's the material in this? You know, now you have these, these microplastics and polyester, like you can't do anything without being it's my like, shit off gassing. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it, it, so you have to almost be okay. Like, you know, I have close friends and family who are vaccinated. Just there, there's a choice they made. I am an, yeah, like, I, like all of mine, by the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm open-minded. That's what I say. I it's open-minded care. I believe in medical freedom. That's what I believe in. So if that's what your choice is, that's fine. If you ask my opinion, I'm going to give it to you. If you come to me and say, this is what I want, this is what I'm doing, then I'll support you. That's what I'm here for. I am probably the only provider in my area that will see kids who aren't vaccinated. Scary, right? Right? Um, I am... Well, well, okay, so let me get. Why is that? Why is what 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 value is, does that group think? And this is way off subject. It's supposed no. to be a, a running a CrossFit gym, but what value? Why would a doctor not want to see an unvaccinated child? That doesn't make any sense to me. They, I believe that they they consider these kids. Um, what's the word? Like a risk. Risk. Yeah, they're risk to other people in their practice. They're a risk to. So these it. people think the vaccine works. Yeah, that it mitigates. Vaccine. That it mitigates. And I'm talking about. I have a very large population of kids who have no vaccines whatsoever. Yeah. Their parents just made that choice. They homeschool. Very lot. Very large homeschool population around here. And these parents had no. Are they Christians? Are these are these religious people? Yes. Yeah. Very much. Yep. And um and we have a, quite a few of them who are in our community at Lumberjack um in the Hudson version. And so you know, for me, it's like. I'll be honest with you as somebody who's watched over the years, my kids are, are vaccinated um, against the basic stuff. That's just what I did back then. If you ask me now, I wouldn't do it, but that's, you know, I've learned a lot in 20 years. Um, but the, just the choices these parents made and, and these kids are actually, in my opinion, again, my opinion, just from seeing there's something about them that are more, they're more alert. I don't know as the unvaccinated kids there. I don't, I can't put my finger on. I have no proof. I may want to do research on it someday. I just, what about less, uh, the thing that I always see, um, uh, uh, in my, you know, peer group of other families and kids and, you know, obviously just anecdotal is all the kids who are vaccinated are the ones that get earache, sinus congestion, asthma, allergic to shit. 
Yep. My kids have never, my kids don't have any shots or nothing like that. Yeah. And my kids don't have any of that. And of right. course I'm, I'm completely vaccinated to the gills for whatever a 50 year old man should have. Except, right. And um, you and I are semi, I'm 47. Um, so when we were young getting God, back you to look here, good, you have nice thank skin. You. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, That's awesome. CrossFit and holistic nutrition. Um, I wonder if mountain living does that too. Uh, air's a little fresher up here. That is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but our the our vaccine schedule was much different back then, Savon. Like what the kids are getting hammered with these days is so much more than what you and I had to do. Like you probably had chicken pox. I know I did. Right, right, and we right, didn't yeah, get yeah. that, you know. They took us to the persons that we did chicken pox parties. Everyone <laughs> went there and got it on purpose. Correct. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's just different. But one of our coaches has four kids and her oldest was vaccinated just a couple of things when she was first born and she ended up in the hospital. Um, not for I don't remember the details of it. So she decided right then and there she was not vaccinating her anymore. And then she, the three kids afterwards, she didn't vaccinate. And she's none of her kids had any issues. Her oldest, once she got her through that, was fine. So it was like Okay, you know, so she could see it. She actually physically saw what happened. And then one of my closest friends, who was also my nurse, her son was vaccine injured and he became, you know, pretty autistic. And she nursed him back to the he's he's basically a normal kid. He's 20 years old now. And she did it all through nutrition. She stopped all the vaccines. She just fed him appropriately. She she had him exercised like with a priest, like she did everything she possibly wow. could. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And now he's he went from somebody who was un, and he did, couldn't communicate. He didn't. He just was he was super autistic. And now you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that that's that's uh that's amazing what book whenever people ask me what book i would recommend they're like hey i got new kids um what what should i get them vaccines i always recommend them this book called dissolving illusions it's the one my wife read is there one you recommend for parents no i never did that i was always i didn't ever recommend books i didn't read them i just sort of went through and lived <laughs> whatever okay. happened happened. I grew up in a very large family too. I have three brothers and three sisters. So for me, it was just, you know, takes a village and we all just raised each other's kids, you know? I, I used to think that um, if you didn't, yeah, that's the book. I used to think that if you didn't get your kids vaccinated, that you were like the person who's like, okay, everyone else is going to stop at stop signs. And so I don't need to. So I'll just blow through them like there was kind of like a holier than thou. Yeah. But then as I started looking at the numbers and like, like for instance, polio, for example, uh, if you look at the numbers of polio going away versus the release of the vaccine, polio was almost completely gone before the vaccine was even launched. Yeah. And it was a sanitation issue. And the same with measles. Measles was really measles is a really weird one. But the fact that so many kids get the vaccine and then they still get measles is bizarre to me. And the fact that so few kids died and then people will respond with, well, what if those you say there's so few kids who died? What if it would have been one of your kids? But what I'm saying is that the numbers are so low that you have to start wondering if it was even measles. I mean, right. well, and also you got to think like you have uh, the flu vaccine. It's been around since the 70s and most years it's only like 13 percent effective. Right. Yeah. Like, the only time I've ever gotten the flu, I've only had the flu once in my life and it was the year I got the vaccine. I just happened too. to be in the doctor for something and they gave me the shot and I got so sick. Me yeah. Too. So it's like, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. 
100%. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not even suggesting that the flu vaccine compromised me or gave it to me. I'm just stating the facts. Like this is well, just, I mean, like, and yeah. I thought, and the flu's bad for anyone who's never had it. Like I, I, w- I was tapping. I was, I didn't that night. I couldn't even make it to bed. I slept on the floor. My wife threw the blankets on me. I, my teeth were, I thought I was going to chip all the teeth out of my mouth. I was, I thought I was dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Flu is almost like I've had flu and I've had COVID. And for me, the flu was much worse. Oh yeah. Much, much worse. They're not even kind of the same sickness, right? I think when I had COVID, I mean, I never tested positive for COVID, but everyone around me had it, so I assumed I had it. It, it, it it's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird one. Like the brain, like I, I went to go drive, and I'm like, oh, I've never been so sick where I thought I shouldn't be driving. I'm like, something's not right with me. I probably shouldn't be driving my kids yeah. in the car. Like my brain wasn't yeah. right. It definitely has yeah, a brain it fog component. Your brain One hundred percent, and it lasts. That brain fog lasts for takes a while to come out of it. Um, yeah, when I had it, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really get sick. I didn't. I had the chills for like a hot second, and then the rest of it was just fatigue and brain fog. Yeah, that's the way mine was. Mine was just I was just I was an idiot for a little a little bit. I lost my taste too, my smell, and my taste, but that's it. I usually tell people like some colloidal silver, or there's this stuff called zeolite. It's really just a heavy metal detox, but it can usually help kind of clear that out of your body because. COVID itself, very similar, is a spike protein. So, you know, it gets in there, it hangs on, and you need to sort of find a way to get it out. These heavy metal detox help with that. Did you guys exercise through COVID? Yes. Yep. Still sweat every day? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, me too. Uh, almost, uh, I do that for almost every sickness. I couldn't do it during the flu, a couple of days of the flu. I just, could, I just couldn't. I but, would just but, walk. Like, even yes. if, for me, I, I just take a walk to the end of my driveway and back. Just something, the fresh air, the movement. I always tell people, just go outside. I tell the patients that all the time. They look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, just go outside, go for a walk, walk around your house 20 times. I don't care. You're going to feel better if you do that. Fresh air is, that's the other thing. Fresh air is a disinfectant. And we're telling people to put a mask on outside. Are you kidding me? Stay home. (laughs) Yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge, you know, it even says on the CDC website that, uh, I mean, this is a, a complete misunderstanding. And I think a lot of people have, they think the cold is somehow tied to the winter yeah but but it's not tied to the winter the reason why the cold spreads so wildly in the winter is because it's cold outside and people spend time inside where viruses spread if we spent that time inside during the summer the cold would spread in the summer too it has nothing to do with winter no zero you know what it has to do with monkeys low vitamin d low vitamin d is huge and especially here in the northeast and i tell my patients i'm like this is not yeah. Yes, Trish. Sorry. Excuse me. Yes. We'll come back to that. Go finish that thought. I'll leave yeah. this up. Finish your thought about uh, vitamin D and then we'll come back. So here in the Northeast, I tell my patients from like May to October, if you stand outside for 10 minutes a day, no sunblock, very anti sunblock, um, your body will synthesize anywhere from 10,000, 25,000 units of vitamin D. But from this time of year, October to May here in the Northeast, you can stand outside naked all day long. Nothing is happening. Nothing. You have got to supplement with vitamin D 10,000 units every day, as much as you possibly can remember. Especially if you're dark skinned, if you're melanated. Yes. And I tell you, quadruple them, the down melanin, on the sun. Correct. The more melanin you have, the longer you have to be outside. Um, okay. Again, no sunblock. Um, and I have, I test all my patients for their vitamin D levels and the amount of deficient people was astounding when I first got into practice and I've corrected most of them. And every one of them tells me how much better they feel with their vitamin. That's something they weren't even thinking about. And now I don't know, 
500 people don't have a vitamin D deficiency anymore, that's a huge thing. It's not just about, you know, um, not getting sick or your immune system. It's mental health too, big time. But What, what do you think about, my wife just um, showed me this, taking vitamin C that's, I think, from ascorbic acid versus vitamin C that comes from plants. So like my wife um, doesn't, all of a sudden we switched our, our any like vitamins we have in the house that they only are vitamins now, I guess that come from whole plants. I, I don't know how they do that, but yeah, it's do you agree I know, with that. Yeah. I agree completely. Instead, instead of synthesizing the vitamins. 100%. I tell, I, I always tell my patients, I'm like, look, I can prescribe it for you and you can go to the pharmacy and pick up the, the chemical version of what they have, or you can go over to the health food store and get the better version. And I show them the better versions um, mo most opt to go get the better version. Some can't afford it and they have to get, in, so you have to meet people where they are. Um, but I agree 100% with your wife. In fact, we had a like bad colds back in December and we were doing shots of, um, lemon and lime as our vitamin C intake, like just literal shots of just doing that instead of taking synthetic vitamin C. Uh, uh Caleb, you can come back and if, feel free to chime in. I just thought I would make us bigger. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Trish, should someone um, heavy metal detox after COVID vax? Yes. What does that even mean? How would you do that? IV therapy. Uh, the treatment. best, yeah. The best way is IV therapy. Um, they have uh, detox, IV therapy, de um, heavy metal detox. It's expensive. I think it's somewhere around three thousand dollars for the whole series, but it's worth it. it it's. Um, I recommend. I'm actually you really. Do you think it's worth it, huh? That's quite the uh, statement for three yep. grand. It is. Um, I don't, and that's what they charge. So part of what I want to do when I open my practice is I'm going to do what I call, like I said, open-minded care. So a lot of functional medicine meets conventional medicine because there's a lot of people out there that need help and they can't afford it, but they have insurance. So I'm going to find a way to get them healthier and have insurance cover it. But IV therapies, you know, they don't, it doesn't need to cost $200 for an IV therapy. Um, it, it can be much, much more affordable. Yeah. Much more affordable for people to the point where I would even be willing to do sliding scale for some people. Right. Um, there's just so many ways out there for people to feel better. Testosterone. We could do a whole, you do do a whole shows on it. Low testosterone is making men sick and literally sick. Men coming in feeling like garbage. They can't, I can't sleep. I have no energy. I, I'm like, they're losing they have no libido. They're, they're damn near divorced because they're just, they don't feel like men anymore. Why? Because some asshole decided that 300 was an acceptable level of testosterone. And so if you go get checked and your testosterone's at a 300, you can't get treated. Your insurance won't pay for it. The hell is that? So much, very much what California hormones is doing. I'm going to offer that in my practice. I'm wow. going to offer TRT because there's a lot and not just, I mean, I, yeah, there'll be people doing it for performance and that's their choice. Um, but there are people that's totally who, their choice, by the way, I have, I have no issue with that. Yeah. Me either. It's like, you know, it, it, it's your life. It's your body. I can help you. Can't get you just sweat and detox. You that, can, that's like the hippie. Of me. can't I just like, can I just exercise for an hour every day? It doesn't, isn't sweating. Like I always just feel like sweating is just changing my fluids. You, you, yeah. I mean, you can detox to a certain extent, like you're going to detox your daily detox, but some stuff is just stuck in there so badly that you need something more. Now IV therapy is one way, but like I had said, colloidal silver is just oral and I, you know, you can investigate that a little bit. Um, but it's a, it's a way to kind of clean your body out. 
Um, there's a lot of different things outside. I, I don't know if maybe there you go. <laughs> and it's really um, a really great way to boost your immune system and get a lot of crap. That's actually the. I think really my wife. I think we have that. I think my wife does that. I that feel stuff. like your wife probably does do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just from it's and so you know there's there's a lot of different ways and not everybody is the same you know so I like to kind of talk to people get their stories. Um, some people you know they don't need that. Some people are have parasites. You know there's a, there's. That's a whole yeah, lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what's crazy? My wife just went. And, my wife had some parasites like uh, recently, um, not like worms or anything. But some, she went to some holistic doctor and he gave her a test, and it was something that was. God, I wish I could remember. She's going to kill me for bringing it up without knowing exactly what. It was. It's not like she had like a seven foot worm in her intestine right. or anything, but she had something. Saban, there's twenty thousand different types of parasites that you could get. Yeah, like my kids. My kids are three of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, conventional medicine only tests for like 400 or something. So like, that's the craziness of it all. So people will come in, they'll have all of these crazy symptoms. They'll, you know, we'll do regular basic blood work. They'll go to GI. GI will say, oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. They get prescribed the PPI, which is the worst possible thing you can do. And majority of the time, these people have some sort of parasite. Wait, wait, wait. PPI, that's a kind of insurance? No, PPI is a, it's a proton pump inhibitor that is- Ugh prescribed for um people who have GERD or acid reflux or anything like that oh. and these drugs destroy your gut your microbiome completely but they are given out like candy in the conventional medicine world i do not prescribe them i prescribe my my immediate reaction to my patients is let's get on um, a probiotic and quite honestly the best probiotic in the world is sauerkraut one spoonful of oh. sauerkraut daily. Wow. I love oh. sauerkraut. Yeah, and that's what people say. Oh, I love sauerkraut. I said, then go buy yourself a nice jar of organic sauerkraut and keep it in your fridge and do a spoonful of that every day. Why not just a pickle? Uh, I don't think it's fermented enough. It's not. There's oh, a, okay. It's, a ferment, it's the it's fermented food. So it's similar to kombucha. Kombucha. Right? I always just think of sauerkraut, the stuff that comes in that glass jar and it's white and it looks like worms and you yep. throw it on your, you on your hot, dog. hot dog. Yeah. 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 That shit's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I always have that in my fridge. Yeah. That it goes on anything. Actually, anything. it's really underused. It should be just tossed on everything. It should. And your, and your gut will thank you as well. But it just tastes like pickles that have been grated like cheese yeah. to me. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Um, there's a pickles. spicier version of it called kimchi. That's another okay. thing that you could do. And I, like I said, kombucha, um, tempeh, it's tempeh is soy. Yeah. See it's the, thank you, Mike. Um, tempeh is a soy and it's the only soy you should eat. Soy is horrible for you, but if it's fermented, then you can have it. And that would be the tempeh. Um, and those are the, those are the fermented, um, foods that I recommend to my patients. They're the ones who are just get tired of taking a pill or something like that. I'm like, there's whole foods versions of everything if you want to do that, but you have to, you have to focus in, you know, everything's best if it comes from food, but it's almost impossible to get everything from food. So we, we got to do what we got to do. How did you two meet? CrossFit. In, in, a, in an affiliate? Yep. Yep. And um, did who who approached who? who? Who what was the courtship process like? I uh, you approached her. Yeah, kind of. We were fr we were friends and stuff like that. And then uh, she went through. You know, she was with somebody, her significant other. They ended up splitting. I was with a significant other. We ended up splitting, and uh, just went together. Came together. 
pretty similar. did did you know even before you guys split up that like that there were uh, sparks there uh i i mean there was definitely a mutual like hey i dig you you dig me cool you know what i mean and like uh we were both in relationships that were not great to begin with um uh definitely had some issues inside of it and just like glassman said right you're either gonna get a new job love your job or get a new one right you're gonna love your uh significant other better or you're gonna find a better one right um so we just found better versions of what we were looking for so my my wife uh, was with a uh another guy and i was with the girl and i but i didn't care i was trying to hook up with her (laughs) and she was like I'll never hook up with you as long as I have a boyfriend. And so I courted her for five, five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then literally she, she told me, um, one day she's like, Hey, I broke up with my boyfriend. And I, I literally just walked like 60 feet from where I was. And my girlfriend was there and I broke up with her. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was kind of, that's kind of savage. Right. And yeah. I remember my girlfriend, I was, I was, I was like old. I was like, like, 23 or 24 my girlfriend was this like hot 19 year old blonde chick and i broke up with her and she's like you're you're breaking up with <laughs> me yeah and i was looking at her i'm like yeah it's kind of fucked up like, yeah <laughs> yeah that's how it's gonna go though <laughs> but yes i am get the fuck out of here yeah 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 gotta love yeah. that i think for us we just we we sparked immediately as friends we just got along very well um and it, and we were friends for like a few years. And then um, I think was that's after- important. You think that's oh. important? I, I think it was so the five year courtship was huge. Yeah. I mean, it sucked, yeah. but yeah. holy shit, it was a game changer. Well, we weren't really courting each other. It was just enjoying each other's company, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, my wife wasn't courting me either. Yeah. I was trying to pretend to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. I think it helped help. You got we have to know each other a little bit better. And honestly, I mean, I'm 13 years older than him. Right. No so, shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was always just like, you know, my, he was my coach and my friend and like, I didn't think anything of it. Wouldn't have even yeah. dreamed in my skull that he would have been attracted to me. You know, it just didn't even dawn on me, honestly. Um, and then, you know, my, it, my ex-husband and I split up and, you know, we went on a date. Yep. A few, and that was it. Hey, if I, weren't you like when, when you, sorry, sorry, Leon. You could use the bathroom or something if you want. Weren't you like, weren't you like after you and your husband broke up, like, fuck that, I'm going to be a monk. Like the thought, if I sometimes will fantasize that like my wife died or leaves me and I'm like, I'm never fucking like that version of me. The thought of starting a new relationship makes me want to fucking vomit. How she did you says do that, that now? She what? says that now about yeah. us. Yeah. Like, hey, if I ever leave you, like I'm oh. going to fucking be by myself. Yeah, yeah I'd be a fucking that. monk. Yeah. If, I I, if my wife left me, I would no, be toast. I didn't feel that way. Um, I it guess just, it seems exhausting, right? Just like what, really? Yeah. I have to work my way of shitting with the door open with someone else again? No <laughs> fucking way. It's so funny that you say that because I felt like we got very comfortable with each other very quickly, and it might have been because we just we were comfortable with, with each other in general. Because right, it right. did not take long for all of that little stuff to just be okay. Yeah, our relationship was. Uh, tried and true very very quickly very very quickly yeah people didn't like us together yeah it was definitely a, a tough like we if we could make it through the first you know year or two of it we were basically like hey we can make it through anything now so lost a lot of friends lost a lot of people so no shit there were people that really that adamant against it against it oh heck yeah oh yeah yep yep absolutely oh, yeah. yep 
the age difference for one, you know, the people blamed him for why my husband and I split up. People blame me for why him and his significant other split up, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, everybody's got a viewpoint, right? Like people right. see, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like this. But, you know, when you actually dig a little bit deeper, it's like neither one of us were happy. You know what I mean? Neither one of us were thrilled in our other relationships. And uh, I'll be honest with you, as soon as she walked in the door uh, at the gym that I was coaching at, like I was immediately like attracted to her. She has uh, amazing eyes and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, shit, what's this? Um, yeah. And uh, she came in with her like yoga pants with the bell bottom yoga pants and like, yeah, a like on her head. I'm like, oh, you don't know what the hell you're getting yourself into here. This is going <laughs> to be fun. Uh, so and it was just like the humor and like the like the easiness of how we could communicate to one another was was pretty good right so um when you have that immediate reaction it's like almost like that love at first sight thing but you know we were both with somebody else uh and it just developed more and more as we kind of went through this and uh, yeah it was very easy to transition for us but the rest of the world didn't transition very well with us how, how long have you guys been together going on seven years are, are you married no nope no you think you will get married yeah probably eventually yep my wife and I didn't get married either for, for, till we had, she, she was pregnant with our twins. Okay. And then, and then I was kind of, I started getting concerned that if one of us died, that it would get complicated for the other one. But, but the, then once I got married, have you ever been married, um, uh, Leon? No, nope. But, but you have, Kristen, right? You were married. Yes. Yeah. Then I got married to my wife and we did it in the courthouse, but I kind of, I really like being married now. Like, I didn't think I would like it. I thought it was just, like, bullshit government stuff. But I really like uh, having a wife. That's exactly how she feels about it. <laughs> yeah. So I did it already, right? And right. I and, I, and now I don't want to, like, it's not like I had a horrible marriage. I didn't. It just towards the end, we just grew apart. And yeah. we had different interests and what have you. And then my divorce was not good. I had a horrible Yeah, that life. sounds horrible. Yeah. And so it was, for me, it's just like, ugh. Um, and then it became, it was so complicated. And I'm like, why does love have to be so complicated falling in and out of it? And then again, the government has to be involved and then you have to pay lawyers. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Why? I think if my wife divorced me, I would just run away. I would, <laughs> I would like just leave everything I own and just that, fucking get on a plane and fly to a different country and start sounds over. Like him. I would never want to fight with, I would never want to fight with over that shit. I, Cause it would kill me. Not that I don't want, I love money and I would want all the shit, but I just, it would, I'd die. No. Yeah. Yes. No. Agreed. Nope. Agreed. I'm the same uh, way. Lululemon breaks marriages. <laughs> um, when when my wife and I start bought our first house, um, uh, we weren't married, and I just kept everything in her. We kept everything in her name. She did all the adult stuff, and then we bought our second house. Same thing, and people thought I was fucking crazy. I'm like, look, dude, I I, I hear you, but like, if she leaves me or something, dude, fuck it, I'll I'll start. Then over. you have no responsibility. You're yeah, fine. I'm running. It's fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, how um, do you, who, how do you guys know how to run your gym? Um, like like uh, the business side of it. Interestingly enough, I have a few master's degrees. Prior to becoming a nurse practitioner, I was administrative healthcare, but master's in health administration. But I mean, running a business is running a business. I ran seven very large departments in a hospital for a very long time, so I know how to run a business and. Running the business of healthcare is quite complicated. So running an affiliate is just a way dialed down version of that. Um, and 
it's different, but the same, I guess, is what I'm what I'm getting at. So just my experience coupled with our experience together and, and um, relying on other people, asking questions, great friends who um, we have great friends who are lawyers, great friends with business savvy, and they helped us. They wanted to see us succeed. Um, do, do you guys have that? Do you do all that, Kristen? Do you do all the is there one of you that does all the the paperwork like the negotiations with the landlord and pays all the bills and like so uh that sure was coaches that have was, insurance or whatever that was mostly me but now we've built this team so um on top of us we have married and then we have um now we have one of our other members her name is rachel and she's sort of our cfo um, she's an accountant. She handles all of that now. She pays the bills. She, because of having two locations, she monitors everything. And we sort of let her have that. What about building a gym and then selling it? Do do either um, Leon or Kristen, do you, either you guys ever think about that? Because part of me, like um, we had Chris Cooper on the other day and he kind of mentioned that. And part of that kind of gutted me a little bit when I heard that. Like I felt like, oh yeah, shit, build a community and then sell it. But on the other hand, I'm like, I, I don't know, may, may, maybe, maybe sell it to a, a member, like build it and then sell a turnkey gym to him. You know what I mean? So the thought process with that is, um, like I said earlier, like how we're creating opportunity for coaches and stuff like that. So if we were to ever do it, uh, we have like the, the GM, right? The general manager of each gym. Uh, and I've had these discussions with them. Uh, like basically this would become yours, right? Like this is your opportunity to now have this business. Um, and I'm just going to, you know, step away uh, or we are going to step away and this would be yours. Now that's not the goal, but that is the, you know, the escape plan if you ever needed it, right? Like, Hey, we built this, you know, it, it's your business. You're the one that's in it. Like the uh, woman that we were talking about earlier, Maraid, who runs the Sheffield location, like that's her gym. That's not my gym. Like, yeah, technically it's my name's on it. Our name's on it. Um, but at the end of the day, she's the one that puts in the hours. She's the one that has the one-on-one interactions with the members. Uh, I even tell the members like, don't talk to me unless like you absolutely need to talk to me. Right. Like Maraid is the person that you should be talking to because this is her gym. Um, we have another gentleman that just came on board, the coach that uh, Chris was talking about earlier, um, who he's looking for growth opportunity. That was one of the reasons why he came to us, because he kind of hit the ceiling at the gym that he was at. And uh, I am all about opening up more gyms. Right. I want to have four, five, six, seven, eight. Keep going. Right. Um, and the opportunity for him is that, hey, when we get this going a little bit more, we're going to find a location that you want to be in. And then we're going to open up a gym there. And that's going to be your gym. It's very Jason Kalipa. Uh, ask, right? Mm-hmm. Like you open up a gym to support a coach, not because you want to open up another gym, right? Um, so that's the whole thought process behind that. Like open up these things, create an empire, and then it's still Lumberjack Athletics, right? It's It never changes. It just becomes theirs and no longer ours. And I think the other thing is there's a lot of people out there that they, they want to open an affiliate. They want to do it. They just don't know how. They don't know where to begin. So we do. <laughs> We've done it twice. It's kind of like we could almost do it for them, but this we will do it for ourselves, put you in charge. Now you have a gym, but you, you know, you will keep you in the loop. You'll know how to do it, but we're still here as sort of like, you know, your support system, if you will. Um, it's amazing how much people don't realize the value of that too, by the way, I know you guys are speaking about it being, uh, pretty humbly. Uh, people shouldn't forget that, um, what you've done. So people, when, when people 
use your experience, Kristen and Leon's experience, they aren't just like using your time. They're leveraging your five years of previous experience. And I, and, uh, I was talking to my um, uh, kid skateboarding coach the other day. He charges $100 an hour, one of them. And people don't realize like you're not buying that hundred. You're not buying that hour. No, no. What you're what you're buying is that twenty years of skateboarding experience brought to that one hour. It's like um, uh, someone the other day said, "Hey, were you going to pay this person to come on your podcast?" And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I have fucking twenty years of interview fucking experience and fifteen years of CrossFit relationships that I'm leveraging to bring to every show." Yeah. And you're, I, you know, you fucking pay me to be on my show. You exactly. dong. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm all for supporting people though. Don't get me wrong. Like if yeah. someone wants to come on here and like, like what uh, Taylor self did, right. He come, uh, I don't know if you guys watch those shows, but I do this oh, show yeah. with, Ta okay. And, um, he's like, Hey, um, uh, can I make a commercial to pr promote my, um, SMTP training? I was like, dude, I fucking love that. Yeah. I'll run yeah. that all day for you for free. Yeah. Like I'm all for supporting people, but don't charge me to come on here and, and, and talk about game shit. Like, fuck. No. You. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I won't do game shows then. Quite honestly, I feel like people should pay you to be on your show. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> like 100%. And it's funny too. Like, you know, Caleb. Oh, Caleb. <laughs> we're, we're even. <laughs> oh, Caleb. I hope we become rich and I can, and I can pay you fucking. <laughs> God, you're so awesome. Yeah. Uh, Trish, oh, Leon is a name. Oh, go ahead. Say this, and then we'll get to Leon being a black man. No, go I on. said I didn't even dream of being that we would get on the show. Like, when I reached out to Matt, I'm like, I'm just going to take my chances here and see if we, we can get on there. And sure as shit, it, he got back to me, and I was like, well, this was, like, so awesome. I wonder how that worked, too, because I kind of have a policy that the people, uh, anyone who wants to be on is usually like a fuck up. I mean, this is not a fuck up, but I'm like, <laughs> what? Hey, dude, if anyone wants to be on, just those are the people we don't want. How did that work out? What did you say to him? Well, there was uh what's his name from the um, make wads great again guy was talking about um, oh, the John Woolley guy, the bald yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. Talking about huge how fan of the show. Huge fan of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what that's what i think that's what piqued matt's interest because he had posted something about um so opening an uh, a doctor being in an, an affiliate or his affiliate that he just bought or something and i sent that to matt and i was like you know if this fucking guy can talk about it like let let us on the show because i'm about to do the same thing in a gym that doesn't cater to that kind of nonsense you know what i mean like okay I, right oh so this was a long time ago yeah We've been talking for probably towards the end of December. Not too, not too bad, but I didn't assume it was going to be like tomorrow. Like you're busy every two seconds. You're doing a podcast. I am. Uh, Although yesterday I missed one, broke my heart. Leon is the name for a six foot five black man who sells barbecue in the American South. <laughs> and yet here I am. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of high school uh, parents used to be like, uh, who's Leon? What's he doing? What's why, why do we know this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Get that. A lot. Really? Is Leon a black guy's name? Typically, Apparently. typically, yeah. If yeah, you look it up, like, are, yeah. are either your parents black? Nope. No. Nope. Hey. My father is Irish and Native American, and my mother is Portuguese and Native American. <laughs> wow. Uh, did Caleb, would you Google Leon and hit images and see if black dudes uh, pop <laughs> up? Leon Sphinx. Uh, I, I remember him. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. the only Leon yeah. I can think of that I. Captain of the basketball team. Jeez, Trish, you're full of it today. He is. <laughs> I, I promise you I'm not the captain of a basketball team. There we go. 
Okay, go. so Leon the Lion. We're about fitty fitty. Yeah. It's a French name too. It's a very French name. Leon. Well. Oh, Leon. Leon. Yeah. Oh, isn't the guy fighting uh isn't the champ who uh in the in the welterweight division in the UFC? Isn't that that's Leon? Um yep. or is that yep. his last name? What's his first name? I don't the guy know fight- his name, but it's something Leon. Yep. Leon Edwards. There you oh, go. Okay. Which is okay. funny because Edwards is uh Edward is my middle name. There you <laughs> go. Oh, what a trip. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so you're running these you're running these two gyms and this um this other gym um how long before it breaks um how long before it breaks even is it stressing you guys out open a second gym uh no we did it so the second gym took uh a lot longer to get going than we anticipated we actually started this journey about a year ago and it was just kind of being you know again through covid nothing was getting done that should have been getting done we had a location that was going to go through and then we couldn't get plumbers to come in because there was just all this backup because people were like just finally getting back into the world so we couldn't get people to put a bathroom in the spot so eventually we went to a spot that was being completely built so it was brand new didn't exist and now it does uh so that took some time too um but while we were doing that we were collecting like first month memberships right like so, um, you know, you pay your first month and now, and that'll help us get the business going. Um, so a lot of people took care of that. I think we had like 30 plus people that did that. And then um, as soon as we opened up, we, again, they had a community of 120 people. Uh, so they were all ready to rock and roll. Now, is it picking up the way that we uh, would like? Uh, it could be a little bit better. Um, but again, we're only a month and a half in. And I think that we have probably like 30 to 40 members already somewhere in there. So it's a weird thing, right? Because, um, everyone's first CrossFit gym is their best, right? It's like the first time you do Coke, <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's, uh, it, 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 it's never better than that. And, and obviously, but then once you're around long enough, you realize, um, it, it can be better, but a lot of those people, I bet you, um, it's a nostalgic, you're kind of stepping in. It's a nostalgic thing for people and it's very personal. So yeah. And we do things differently than their old community, right? So like our community isn't exactly like the one that they came from, right? We do things differently. I'm a very different guy compared to uh, the uh, original owner that the gym was over there. Um, so is the the current GM over there. She's, But she's from that community originally, so that's cool. Uh, they kind of have a familiarity with that. Um, so yeah, I would assume that there's a little bit of a like, well, this isn't like home. But, you know, it's like when you move houses, right? Like, oh, this isn't home, but it is home now. Um, so you just got to get used to it, right? So there's, I think there's that adjustment period uh, where people are like trying to figure it out. But I've gotten nothing. Every time I walk over there and uh, and hear from these people there, everyone's like, we're so grateful that you did this. Thank you very much. It was worth the wait. Uh, we're very happy. We love the programming. You know, I got a message the other day from one of my athletes. Like, I can see the methods. I do all the programming. Um, I have my own. A competitive program uh it's similar to taylor self um what's it called jack nation training systems good name yeah thanks um so like i bring that into the community so all of our uh coaches follow that because most of our coaches are competitive athletes uh Maraid and uh this coach nolan is gonna be going for a team uh in semifinals so oh. they all uh hey there's hannah right there hey there we go that's that's one of our girls uh <laughs> um so they are um, everybody gets to kind of have a taste of that competitive programming and like they really enjoy it. Right. Because like our coaches can jump jump in and do it with them. Right. So it's it's just cool uh, how welcoming and cool and adaptable these people are being to something that's new. So 
Um, that was a uh, that's your coach, right, Hannah? No, um, that's just one of our athletes. athletes. Hannah, eternally grateful to Lumberjack for coming to town. Uh, Sorry, say that again. She was a big part of uh, the gym getting open. Uh, She came in uh, when we were building the space out, like when we were finally able to get in there, and she would help us like clean up, do things. Like she was very much involved with it. Uh, And yeah, solid, solid human being. I want to ask you about um, home uh, homeschooling classes in one second. Um, But first, let's uh, talk about this. I just rewatched Hiller doing 500 burpees, still better than Craig Ritchie. Did you, uh, Craig, uh, Andrew Hiller yesterday, I just turned on my phone and YouTube, he was live on YouTube and he did 500 burpees in 38 minutes and 14 seconds oh. live, uh, weighing over 200 pounds. I, I'm, I'm kind of like blown away by that. Should I be? That's fast, right? That's insane, well, right? So back in the day, Nico Salo did a thousand burpees in like under an hour. No shit. Yeah, he was fucked up for like a week, but yeah, I, I, I remember. I think interviewing him afterwards, and he said that's bad programming. I go, you yeah, would never do it yeah. again. He goes, I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't recommend it. So, um, I thought yesterday about doing five hundred. I don't even know if I could do five hundred and fifty minutes. And I love burpees, but thirty-eight fourteen's nuts, right? Uh, it's moving. Yeah, it's definitely moving. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he's big. He's he's twenty pounds bigger than Miko, right? I would assume, I think Miko at his heaviest was like a 175 or to 180. So he's got at least. So maybe pounds. 30 pounds even bigger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real. Miko is a freaking savage too, right? Right. Like that right. A guy that would like wrestle a bear and go run through the woods and like right. in the morning after jumping in a fucking frozen pond. So, I mean, yeah, he's, that's a gnarly dude to compare somebody to. Don't tell Hillary that I won't, but I just keep thinking about it. I've, t- I've told like 10 people. Again. I could be wrong with that number too. I'm pretty sure it was under an hour though that he did it. Yeah, I'm, I I believe I'm sure it was fast. I just can't believe Hiller did it in 3814. It's nuts. I, I why and does Hiller train like that? Like does he? No. He, yeah, he doesn't. But right, so. and he's but he's crazy. He's kind of he's got the he's got the switch right. Like one time on the show, he we were just live and he said, "Hey, you want to see me do a hundred burpees on or a hundred pull ups on broken?" And I can't remember what he got to, or no, he's all, you want to see me do, bur- uh, no, you want to see me do pull-ups for 90 seconds and not come off the bar. Yeah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. He's like, I'll do it basically. And he went and did it. And I forget, he got to like 69 and like his hand ripped off or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. and he had to get, and he got down just for a little bit and then got back on. Yeah. But it was like, dude, you ripped your hand off or another time he just did heavy grace cold in the middle yeah, of the live show. Yeah, that that was it's just something's wrong with the guy. He's highly entertaining. Yes. Highly entertaining. Well, he's also so I know uh I knew of Hiller before he was Hiller. Uh yeah. I was uh at the same time that he was a competitive athlete in CrossFit, so was I. Um uh, so I've always heard about him through the regionals and stuff like that. And he was no joke. He's 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 a he's a fit dude, you know. Uh I've seen him do like Although pounds. he had his ass handed to him at the gauntlet, he fucking he he Did fell he? apart at, at Wadapalooza. Yeah, like there were like I think yeah, he fell I mean, apart there. again, does the guy even train though? Like, I don't think he really trains much anymore, does he? I know his elbows jacked up, stuff like he, that. He has so. like just three minutes of good loving in him and he's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. I thought that I was actually thinking that. I'm like, okay, this guy's just a fucking, you know, just a, a football player, just a linebacker, a running back kind of explosiveness but but that burpee thing is is like having me have to rethink him it's mental fortitude right yeah i'm gonna suffer it's yeah. and you know we're built to suffer and if you tap into that you can do anything right that's kind of what uh humans are made for 
Um, so if you have Sousa said it was one, I haven't seen it yet. He said it's one steady pace and he, and it's always jump forward. He doesn't even step forward. Oh, good for him. Oof. Look at this. Are you kidding me? Uh, Juliet shoot. Uh, I've done 537 minutes, but I'm small. It doesn't. Yeah, but it's crazy. I yeah. Mean, still, if, if you have an engine and like she just said, if you're a small person with an engine, you probably could do that pretty Pretty well. There it is, right there. Oh, hour twenty-two. Hour All 22. right, Thank still you. nuts. Still, yeah, it's still ridiculous. Um, I, I'm not doing them anytime. Like, I love burpees, but I'm not going to do five hundred or a thousand of them just to do it. I just don't feel like I need to do that. I think I would. I think I would probably hurt myself. Yeah, oh, you're definitely going to be feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The rhabdo is real with that. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I do a hundred probably at minimum one time a week. Minimum. But uh, but but I'm good at a hundred. I'm like a sweaty mess. I'm I feel great. Two hundred occasionally I'll do. Face. Never over two hundred. What say again? Bar facing burpees are better. I just find them more fun. I don't know why. Probably you probably like the discipline of them. You think that's it? He used to make us warm up with that. Yeah, warm I used, up would I used be to like do like forty bar facing burpees for time, fifty for time. Yeah, time. You know, just to, I mean, you're going to be warm, right? Everything for sure. Warm. Everything's warm at that point. So. We had this affiliate owner on the other day, Javier Jaime, and he uses his gym. Um, he, he was doing – like his wife was doing a boot camp in the garage, and his kids were training CrossFit for football in the garage, and then he was training his garage. So he was like, fuck it. I'm going to open a gym. Like I have people yeah. in my gym, my garage three times a day. And he, and he I think he belongs to a large homeschooling community. Oh. Christian oh, dude. I love that. And so – it sounds like every morning at 10, nine or 10 AM, he's got this thing going in his gym where it's like basically a PE class for homeschooled kids. That's awesome. And I was thinking like, God, why doesn't every um, CrossFit gym utilize their midday? Like, it seems just like a great opportunity and people will pay a lot of money for their kids to do that stuff. That's so we actually have a kid who uh, she is a senior in high school and uh, she'll come in and she actually does her gym class in our gym. Like it counts as her gym class. So she'll come in in the morning. I think it's actually the only thing that she has going on that day uh, for that day. So she'll come in in the morning, she'll do it. And it counts as uh, her going to the gym or going to the school for P. Pretty cool. It- there there's this um I, I i'm just talk completely talking out of my ass right now but there's this basically my kids are homeschooled and we do it through some public program and so our kids get money from the state for doing it right and then basically what you have to do is you have to let someone from the state come and snoop around in your shit like every 20 days right but 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 the person we got's really cool but that money that they give you can only be used with certain vendors which is cool but there's 2 million more homeschool kids this year than in the United States than there were two years ago. And it oh will, yeah. And it will it's grow. Gonna keep going too. And especially now that they just put the COVID vaccine on the, the schedule now. I'm sure right. you're going to see that a lot. Right. And so I'm thinking, if you think about that, that's uh, it, it just for easy math. If there's 2 million more homeschooled kids and um, if, if, if each of them were to uh, use that money that they get allocated from the state uh, to get a, a CrossFit membership to do their PE class, those CrossFit gyms would have to get um, like confirmed or validated. But I don't think it's a hard process. That's 2 million. That's 20 million. That's 200 million more dollars. that could theoretically, I know it's a pie in the sky, be pumped into the CrossFit affiliate ecosystem. That's that's actually a brilliant it's actually idea. a great idea. Yeah. yeah, it's a really cool idea. And, and the the coach that I was telling you about, her her kids are homeschooled. Like that would actually be something really great for her. And like I said, we have 
that population in our community. Didn't right. even like, think about that. Yeah, like, hey, problem. yeah, but hey, bring your kid here. And yeah. I, and I, I don't I don't know. Um, uh, for parents, a lot of parents who work dropping your kid off somewhere for an hour doesn't necessarily work. So yeah. maybe, you know, cause it's too short, you can't do anything. So maybe it's two, maybe for some reason, this is two hours. We had you know tried I mean? this a few, we tried this pre COVID. So maybe it's different. We wanted to do something like a day CrossFit daycare type of situation. Right. You know, we had that, that open time and like parents drop them off. We'll, you know, they'll work out. We'll teach them about nutrition. They'll have lunch with us type of thing. So it'd be like cooking and CrossFit would be awesome. And yeah. by cooking, I mean, just fucking cutting up some uh, some apples yeah just showing right? them yeah quality what what is quality food you know and he was doing a crossfit teens class for a while um and that's what he would do with them like every day they do the uh you know the sickness wellness fitness continuum he would teach them stuff like that um they'd go home they'd have homework they'd have to do and they brought it back and we he'd get them gift cards to like things around things that they would like um visa gift cards stuff like that they did weigh your food. weigh your food dude yes. you could do a whole half hour just on weighing apples bananas yeah. steak just whatever and just but show food. them grams protein carbs max yeah, well you'd be surprised how much the kids really don't know right i started off yeah i wouldn't have known any of that yeah i started super basic with them and i was like hey guys you know what what's a healthy fat and they were just like steak i'm like well <laughs> yeah sure but that's not you know avocado nuts seeds you know like what are bad things you know vegetable oil stuff like that. and they had no idea they had no freaking clue uh they didn't realize you know i took i would bring some stuff in and i would show them how much sugar is in stuff and they were just like oh we didn't we had no idea it was like in everything you know and then it was actually funny because parents were like uh hey man you you know you're kind of killing me with this grocery list now all of a sudden <laughs> like uh my kid's checking everything and like making sure like it doesn't have this in it and that in it and and all that stuff and uh yeah they 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 learned a lot but it's just so sad that like you go through 12 years of school and you don't know that, like, how do how is that? Right. That's terrible. Um, and that just goes back to, to Glassman. And like, if we just took a fraction of what he teaches us and brought that into like some type of educational platform, we wouldn't have half the shit that we have going on with kids, right. The mental disorders, the, the obesity, the, you know, just all the stuff that we have going on that it's like so easily so right. Like the journal, right. It's such a bad thing that the journal was taken away from us um, because there's just so much information there that like, you already have these educators that this this is their job, right? Teach them, give them this information. Teach right? them, yeah, give them this information so they can to, so they can fix the problems. But that's you know, there's no money in that, right? Like, there's just there's nothing for that. Trish, I was hoping CrossFit had the lobbyists to keep the gyms open during the pandemic. Pandemic that didn't happen. I doubt they have the people to take on the education system. Here's the thing: now you just there's so many homeschooled kids, you can just start there. There's so many and. Um, th- what the problem was is is that uh, Eric Rosa was basically just a shill, and a, I mean he's. Ugh. I'm gonna I say this is not gonna be nice, but he's he's a tool, and he thought he was gonna work with the government, and uh, that's the exact opposite. Greg would never uh, work with the government. Yeah. Well, two when I two saw middle fingers up with, to the government. When I saw him starting to work with like Chuck Schumer and stuff like that, I was like, this yeah. is this is bad. This isn't yeah. gonna go well. <laughs> So. Uh, Savon like the vest. If you see me ever wearing a vest, it's because I feel fat. I only wear vests <laughs> to cover like my man boobs and like the way a shirt hangs around uh, my. It's the truth. I'm just telling you. The <laughs> vest is a like a security blanket for me. Um, why? Why is this second gym you have affiliated? Not, Not yet. yet. Um, will you affiliate it? That's the question. 
You know, uh, when we first opened up, they didn't really do a whole, like they're doing a lot of great things now with uh, how like they're giving all the information on how to run an affiliate and all that stuff. Um, so that's great. But, you know, I didn't have that opportunity when I opened up. It was like, hey, give me your $3,000 and now you get to go figure it out on your own. Right. So I don't know how much that's that bad taste still sits in my mouth. Um, you know, the, I'll, I'll give you this. CrossFit has been very cool with us through the pandemic. You know, there was times where, hey, man, this is getting rough. You know, um, even right now, um, technically, my L1 or my L2 is it has been expired. But because we've been f- focusing so much on rebuilding the gyms, uh, they've given me so many extensions to keep my L2. I, I mean, it might just be because they want my $3,000 at the end of the year. But um they have been very. The affiliate team in general has been pretty good. I mean, I, th- 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 I've been always pretty happy. I, I think. They're, yeah, they're they, flexible. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool with a lot of things, man. They do the best that they can to help us out. Um, Although it was a huge mistake to get rid of the dude, Gary Gaines. They shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that that you know. What? That was a good dude. That was a Kool Aid drinker. Yeah, that was like that guy. That guy was a, a weirdo like us. Like he lived for CrossFit. Yeah, I. I I know of Gary pretty, you know, extensively just because of what one you talking about him over the years and just knowing CrossFit. Like I said, I've been doing this since 2011, so I've been in it for a while. Um, Yeah, there's a lot. I hope the story comes out of how he got what happened to him at some point, because um, it's it's not cool. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. You know, it's not Uh, cool. It's a lot of things like, I mean, even look at what happened to Dave. That wasn't cool. Right. No, none of that was cool. Um, And I'm a Dave Castro fan. I have been since the beginning. I never thought that guy was anything but who he is. And I appreciate that. Right. Uh, So he's got um, a little autism. He's got a little autism. And and what's funny is, is that anyway, that's a whole nother thing. He's just a, he's a, just, he is just who he is. You're right. He's just who he is. Yeah. It's like, it's like not liking him is like, it's it, and he's like, never that's okay pretended. if you don't like sauerkraut, but like, don't it, it's right. just sauerkraut, that's yeah. it's just what it is, yeah. And if you don't like Basically. that personality, then okay, don't deal with yeah. it, you know. But it's not like he's fake, yeah. It's, it's no, not, exactly, um, gosh, right. no. yeah. I was, you know, and don't get me wrong, like, I love Bosman, I followed him for a long time, but great I too. Like, great, I was very sad to see Dave kind of have to step out of that role too because. Dave and I have a very similar thought process to programming. Actually, one of our coaches always says like, hey, man, you always somehow predict what's coming up. It's like, well, because I've learned from this guy, right? This guy taught me CrossFit, right? Everything I know is from him. He's the, you know, he was the education guy for a long time with Nicole. Uh, He's the games guy for ever, right? He started it, the whole thing. So it's like, I've learned how to do this because of him, right? So uh I, Adrian impressed me though. I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought the games was pretty fucking amazing. I thought he killed it. Do you think he killed it? Absolutely. I, I don't so. I don't I don't agree I do. with that. Um <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, think that, I think there were some highlights. Like I love the yeah. capital workout. That capital, that capital workout was, was like fantastic. That was just war. That was yeah. just war. And I love that. I didn't like the double under thing. I'm sure you've heard that. Like the double yeah. thing. That was stupid. Yeah, um I, I don't I like the idea of it. I didn't like the idea of the fact that like if you trip, you have to go back to zero. Like that's not a skill, right? That's not something that we preach uh, in CrossFit. Yeah, you could say. Yeah, I didn't like that either. You mean the premium put on um, execute, like being punished? It felt. It felt. It, we're yeah, racing. I, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and here's the deal, right? Like the ten general physical. Skills, it, it feels like, more like gymnastics than like like if your toes not pointed, you get docked points. And like I'm like, come yeah. on, man! Like he did a triple backflip, and he didn't point his toes, and you're docking him points. It's like, and then you got guys like Brent Fakowski in the back who are just ripping these things out, who probably would have murdered that, but because he had one trip up, 
he didn't get a chance to show us. So right, he, didn't get right. to, he didn't get to see the fittest people really do what they right. could do. Right. Right. Um, so that, that was a little bit of, were you uh, glad Justin Juan? I stoked Justin Juan. Yeah. I'm a huge Madero's fan. Me like, too. Uh, Me I, too. I, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a dynasty guy. So, you know, Matt rich, all those guys. Yeah. Um, me too. I love dynasties. I don't know. You know, it was pretty cool to see Roman, uh, actually yeah. show up and do his thing. And you know, if it was, why do we like that? He's a fucking Russian. Shouldn't we hate him? Why are we all in love with him? What's wrong with us? <laughs> What's wrong with us? Russia. We love this underdog shit. I love, we well, don't, he's okay. Not really an underdog. Honestly, he's just, well, you know what I mean? He's just coming from a, he's supposed to, I mean, like we don't do the, it, the truth is we don't do like the Rocky four shit in this country. Like we really love foreigners in this country. Yeah, heck yeah. We want to see we want to see people come here and, and get their get their well, that's what we're their, based off of, right? Yeah, us. Yeah. We're all technically immigrants, right? Like yeah. uh, you know, not 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 me really, because most of my family is Native American, but um Yeah. Speaking of reparations, send your check to Leon <laughs> at I'm good. I don't need it. Thank you. Okay, send it to somebody else. Uh but yeah, like a lot of cool things came from the games. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, we're usually out there, but we weren't there this year. Um, I'm very happy they're keeping it in Madison for another two years, so we get an opportunity to go back out. But um, yeah, I think that Adrian was uh, is a good fit. He's just not Dave. So, um, uh, do you think you'll keep um, two things? What are your plans to get your um, your uh coaching shit like in order and then like will you do the l3 will you do the l2 again will you do the l1 so and and do you think you're gonna what what value is there to um affiliate like all right so um like why I, even keep the, the current affiliation I'm, I'm hearing that people like it because of google i mean yeah it does <laughs> get, bring a lot of attention you google crossfit in your area and you're gonna pop right up right um so there is that um, for me to talk about the L1 and L2 stuff, um, they've given me an extension till March. So I, and I, they're giving me the opportunity to take the L1 online and that will re uh, revalidate my L2. Um, I am going to get my L3 just for the simple fact of I, once I get my L3, unless they've changed this, I won't have to do it again. Right. I'll just have to keep CEUs. So that's, that's very, I like that. Um, because again, I've been doing this stuff for 13 years. Like I've got the CrossFit methodology down. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, and I'm not a test taker either. I fucking hate taking tests. Me too. Um, me too. I would rather, I would literally rather sit in a room with Nicole Carroll and have her judge me on my performance as a coach in person than take a test. I'd rather just sit in a room with Nicole Carroll. Me too. <laughs> I love Nicole Carroll. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and as far as the affiliate stuff goes, I'm a loyal, I'm loyal to a fault probably. Uh, so CrossFit gave me a lot. Gave me my yeah. other. It's given me my life that I have. It's given me my health and my fitness. Um, it's given me a lot of the friendships that I have. So without that, I wouldn't be the guy that I am today. Um, so I would like to affiliate. I would like to see them do something different with like, hey, you have multiple affiliations like underneath your umbrella. Maybe not every one of them has to be three thousand dollars, right? Like I was listening to that podcast that you did with uh, Greg's girl Emily, if I'm not mistaken, and like that dude was just like handing out affiliate. Uh, uh, fees for free basically because it did it did great for his business right it's growing his his thing right so i think that at a certain point it's like hey guys like we got to start like taking some of this down if i open up five gyms i'm going to be paying you guys fifteen thousand dollars a year that's 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 aggressive you know what greg told me the other day we were we were talking and he said uh if i were to do it again i would double uh the affiliate fee. i would have doubled the affiliate fees and i go how come he goes to slow down the growth and he said yeah. he would have weeded out all the woke folk. He would just would have made it so you just can't be woke. You can't you can't be a gym. You go to the gym, 
Yeah. You just can't, you just can't own one. Yeah. But here's the thing. A lot of those woke people have a lot of the money, right? Like a lot of those people are like the well endowed. They have like, they're, they're, they're a little bit more, uh, yeah, they have a little bit more than the They're money. definitely not well endowed. No, <laughs> not, no, not, well, no, we don't know no, that. Well. <laughs> no, they're not. But yeah. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that money, those type of people have, you know, have the wealth too, you know? So they, I don't know if that would have stopped them, right? Uh, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Kristen. I think too, I, you know, CrossFit does offer a lot of resources and tools and stuff like that, um, more so now. I don't think we utilize them. To, the, to our full advantage. I've looked through them. They definitely have, they want their affiliates to have access to a lot of things. I see it. Like they are constantly trying to get their affiliates to, um, to do more, to have more, to be more. Um, so I agree with, I, I think, you know, I mean, I have moments where I'm just like, why are we paying this affiliate fee? Blah, blah, blah. But it, it's just a moment of irritation. Um, they, they have really been very good to us. So I think that the the overall plan will be to affiliate in mass. Yeah, once we get to a point where it's like, hey, that makes sense for us to do that, we will financially. Uh, and honestly, too, why like, though, why, why, if it like you took the L one, you paid for that. You took the L two, you paid for that. You're going to take the L three and pay for that. And by the way, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about any of the seminars. Really, I think never, the only person never. I can ever think ever say anything bad. No. I remember Matt Fraser said he 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 didn't like the L one because he got into an ego conflict with one of the trainers. I think he might be the only person I've ever heard poo poo the L one. But um, that being said, uh, but why pay your affiliate fees? You already took the class. You got it. You have the name Lumberjack. Like why? Why pay this? Is that the loyalty to a fault thing? Well, uh, probably. Yeah, probably. And um, and let me let me let me put this question on there, too. And if that is the case, that seems to be the answer I get from every single fucking affiliate. I ask this to that. It's basically um, either the Google search or it's just the fact that, hey, I have values and morals and I'm not going to steal. Like they feel like that there's this stealing component, which there really isn't. Yes. But then, so well, if you run CrossFit, the is Greg's right? It's like I could sit there right. and say, "Hey, we're not going to call this a burpee. We're going to call it a squat thrust, and we're not going to call this a thruster. We're going to call it a squat through press." That's still his thought process, right? Fran was developed in his garage because he wanted to become a better gymnast, right? So it is his. He owns it. Now we could steal it, but it's just not. That's not my thing. I wouldn't do that, right? That's not something I want to be a part of. And plus, there's a heritage, there's like a thing behind it, right? Like when you think of CrossFit, you have like you have Michael Murphy, right? You have that. That's tied to our community. We have uh, the five buckets of death, right? There's so many things that come into it that make CrossFit CrossFit. It's not just a workout program. There's so many different things that it's like, I want to be a part of that. Um, I definitely want to be involved. And my goal is to get as deep into CrossFit as I possibly can. That's why one of the reasons we are so interested in coming onto this podcast, because you're, you know, how deeply rooted are you into it? Right. And uh, if it opens up another door, so I, we can get in more involved in CrossFit then absolutely because we believe in it. Or, it, or it might shut some doors. It might shut some doors for you. Well, if it shuts doors Hi. that we don't care, if it shuts <laughs> doors that those aren't doors we want to walk are, through. Yeah. So, so my thought, my question is, I wonder knowing that, this payment that affiliates pay is a brand loyalty payment. My, those were uh, kind of Greg's words more than mine. It's kind of like, Hey, you just want to be a part of the Sierra club. Cause you want to save trees, even though they don't really do that. Um, uh, I wonder how they should lead, how that should affect. How do you find a leader? Like all of these people who lead 
they're like uh, Harvard MBAs or Stanford MBAs, or they're, they, they think that they're leading something that's totally different than what they're really leading. Yeah. They're leading something that people are already loyal to. I wonder how that changes. It, 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 it's so much more the church model, right? Yeah. Um, I think the right thing that they did was put somebody like Don. I agree. Face. Uh, it's funny. Actually, Don's cousin comes to our gym uh, as soon as uh, it was like she like lost her mind as soon as she found out that that was him. And he comes from like a pretty normal uh, upbringing, right? Like he grew up in Jersey, went to the military. He got involved with a couple of uh, companies that I don't necessarily think are great companies, but he right. left that and now is, is a part of this. And he has a similar idea uh, and background like Dave did. He's not uh, afraid of hard work. That's for sure. Exactly. Right. And that's what we're based off of. Right. It's based off of hard work. You know, you're going to get what you put into this. Right. You come in and you give the relative intensity each day in the gym. You're going to see the results. Right. So I think that um, though there is like that background group of like Harvard, you know, whatever's and stuff like that. They're not the heart of this right no they, and they always they end up leaving anyway none of those yeah. people survive it they can't figure it out they don't right. get like right. oh well this doesn't work like nike or this doesn't work like orange theory it's like well because it's not that's why right. it's like this is grassroots we're gonna come in every day we're gonna do our best we're gonna you know work hard at everything that we do which will translate to everything else outside of the gym and your life is gonna get better and no matter how much you do that in any other uh, you know, gym setting, like it's just not the same, right? Like, cause there's no, the methodology is CrossFit and that's why it works. Um, if, if, if someone wanted to open a gym, um, is there any, would you try to talk them out of it or would you, or would you talk them into it? What would you ask them to kind of, is there a litmus test question you'd ask them? Are you, well, you know, yeah. How dedicated are you? Yeah. Right. Are you going to go in full, full tilt? Because having a part-time job and, or a full-time job and running a gym, uh, it doesn't work well. Right. You're, it's kind of, unless you have somebody who you can put and maybe you're the, the bankroller of it all and you have somebody who can run it for you. Um, yeah. And what, why, why do you want to do it? Is it because you just want to be, uh, a, a, a coach and you want to have more opportunities to coach? Um, I think it was uh, Jason Kleber that said that recently. It's like, you got to be a business person, right? First, because that's what's going to get you the longevity, right? If you're somebody who's like, well, I'm a coach and I just want to be able to coach more and not focus on the back end business stuff, you're not going to be successful. So, and that's a whole different thing. Like, I wasn't necessarily prepared for that. The guy that I actually worked for beforehand, uh, before I opened up the gym, told me straight up, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's for you because you are a great coach, but I don't know if you have the uh, the background knowledge that you're going to need to run a gym. And that fired me up. You know, you tell me I can't do something. I'm going to go do it. Um, but I wasn't prepared. I really wasn't. If it wasn't for Kristen, you know, this may not have worked out, you know. Um, so I think that you have to understand, like, it's not just showing up every day, turning the lights on, cleaning the floors and coaching, you know, you got to know what an LLC is. You got to know uh, how to pay your taxes and, you know, all of that stuff and what a triple net lease is and all just all this shit that you, you, they don't teach you. Right. And that that was my big gripe with CrossFit when I started uh, an affiliate because there was no handbook for that. There is now, but there wasn't when I started one. And I'm sure there wasn't when a lot of affiliate owners started one. So that, uh, you know, that, that would probably be my first thing. Like, hey, man, like or, you know, girl. Um, why are you doing this and understand that it's not just 21, 15 nines and starting a clock and you know, all that stuff. I think the other part would be is like how into being an athlete are you? Because once you open a, 
um, an affiliate, your focus needs to be that gym, those people, which was hard for me. Yeah. So that was hard for becoming, me. you know, taking a step away from wanting to be a competitive athlete or even focusing on your, on your, your fitness takes a back seat sometimes. Like sometimes you just got to come in, get your workout done, whatever, and move on because everybody needs a piece of you at some point during the day. And you can't be like, well, I'll, you have to wait two hours till I'm done my, with my training. Cause that's just not what it's about. Yeah. So. Somebody comes in that wants to talk about the gym and you're in the middle of a workout, you stop your workout and you make sure you get that. You talk to that person. Right. So my, one of my favorite stories is someone I, that was their first time going to a CrossFit gym and there was a guy working out in the corner when they, with his shirt off and he was working out, getting at it hard. And they walked in and he looked at the door and he goes, Hey, Welcome. Good to see you. I'm going to be over there in 30 seconds. Let me wrap up here. I love you. Go welcome. Go walk around. Check place out. And I just love that situational awareness. Yeah. Yeah. This big to. fucking naked guy in the corner who's getting yes. at it. He still keeps enough to watch the. And it was it was you know some head coach over there to yes. like to to say hi to the. I just love that. Yeah. Um. What about this? Um. Uh, so my, my whole life, you know, growing up, I lived in a house with either my mom or my dad. And like, we would pull up in our car and like, you know, my dad would, uh, would walk out to the street and pick up cigarette buds and throw them away. I never did that as a kid. I would, but I would see my dad do that. Right. And then finally I got a house. And if I pull up to my house now, to the three plane brothers, uh, compound, and I see like someone's throwing something out the window or someone's like emptied out their ashtray near my house, or something, I go out there with the broom and I immediately clean it up. I never let any trash or anything around my house. Right. And, um, and, and when I, but, but I go to the skate park and I've been going there, you know, let's say every other day for three years. And I've been the only parent I've ever seen pick up trash there. And the only reason why I do it is because my kids skate there. There's this thing where people just don't want to give a hundred percent for some reason, unless it's like theirs. And uh, yesterday driving from Arizona, I, uh, we stopped and I used the bathroom at a Chick-fil-A and the bathroom was super clean. And I went into the toilet and in the bottom, there was an empty bottle, like a vodka bottle, like someone had drank vodka and thrown it in the corner behind the toilet. Okay. Now, if that bottle would have been not behind the toilet, but it would have been like out. So I didn't have to reach behind the toilet. I probably would have picked, I got a paper towel and picked it up and thrown it away. But I don't think other people do that. And so, cause I never see anyone do that shit. And like, if I throw something away to public trash can, if there's like something easy for that's on the ground there, easy for me to pick up, I'll pick up and throw it in the trash. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I don't see other people doing that. So when you tell me that you're going to set people up in these gyms and they're not the owners, I just don't think they're going to go to the hundred yard line. I think they're only going to do 99%. Yeah. So we, you know what I mean? And I'm not hating on those people. I just, I didn't even pick up the trash in front of my own house, but I just sat there and watched my parents do it like a jackass kid. Yeah. So when we opened up uh, the second location, we made, the um head person 10% owner of the business. Oh smart. Okay. So now smart. you do have buy-in, right? Like you want okay. this to thrive, you want to make that money. Well, now if you go. walk in after a guy who pissed on the seat, you're gonna talk to him. You're not gonna be like, oh that's too uncomfortable. He's gonna be like, hey yeah. Johnny, don't be on the seat anymore. And that's kind of the idea. I like right? it. Like, yeah. Make him an owner and give him some buy-in to it where it's like, hey, this is yours. Like you you know if you want it to go the way you want it to go, you better, you know, I'm the guy that's in the gym where it's like 
if I mop the floor with a new mop head and you get like the little fuzzies that get stuck on the mats, like I'm walking behind and I'm picking up the fuzzies off the ground. Cause I don't want people to see that shit on the floor. Right. right I'm also, right. and this drives her fucking bonkers, but like, I'm also the guy that will bring my shopping cart all the way back to the front uh, where it's supposed to go and not just leave it in the little cart corral thing. Wow. Just, wow. I just kick up the wheels on the curb. No way. Nope. If I see that, I'll pull it with my car and pull it away. Man. No way. Because really? Like, You'll you drive over there with you holding the cart like out to your car window? You've done that? Is that what you said you do? No, no. no. I'll, oh. I'll walk it like that would I'll be gangster. All the way back up, oh. put it in there. It's like, I got three kids in the car. I ain't doing shit. When people are like, you got to push your car back, I'm like, go fuck yourself. I got three kids. I'm pushing this shit up on the closest curb. But yeah. I hear you. I bring it to the cart corral. I don't bring it back up to the to the. Here's the deal. I use that car, right? It's not somebody else's responsibility to come put my shit away. Yeah, there's right? a kid that gets paid to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I used to be that kid. Yeah. And let me tell you, I loved it when someone took a cart like four blocks away, and that took me 40 minutes to get. Yeah. Because then I was like, yeah, I'm not inside the store today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you do but I hear you, me. Leon. You're we're talking about weird shit now. You're <laughs> you're you're a good dude. Don't let us. That's great. Hey, it's all good. You know, I'm gonna we're, do what I'm gonna me do and Kristen are like, yeah, it's perfectly okay to shit in your neighbor's yard. It's fertilizer. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, Chris and I justify well, anything. If they're assholes, then yeah, I'll go yeah. for it. <laughs> hey, I need to backtrack real quick. We were talking about Please. Uh, Justin Medeiros and the games and stuff. Yeah. And uh, unpopular opinion, but I'd like to see Ricky Gerard win. Oh, me too. Would you? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I love I love Ricky. Even though he doesn't come on the show enough. Uh, I love Ricky. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's great. I'm a huge Justin fan, but I love Ricky too. I, I'm really happy with the guys at the top right now. Me too. Battling. And I, and I and I like the 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 I like Jay Crouch from Australia. I like the male yes. competition. I like Colton Mertens. I like the whole cast of fucking uh, weirdos. I'm 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 enjoying it myself. I love the you know the growth in Mayhem Nation and watching all yes. those athletes yes. come. That's so dope. Even yeah. hard work pays off. Having that yeah. crew, watching yeah. how these these different groups are going to come up against each other this year, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. It's yeah. it's it's pretty awesome. Are you going to be out to the games this year? No, never. Not, right? No, I mean someone. I would have to be like financially really. Uh, uh, feasible for me. The thing is, is if I, if I'm out and about, then I'm not doing my podcast. Yeah. And so I'm just lucky that I have people who want to help me with the podcast and participate. So if they can go to the games and they do that and I can yeah. just be at the mothership, like tinkering with the computer. Yeah. I, I would. How do you become an analyst for your team? Uh, oh, uh, it, I, I don't just ask just, I mean, you do it, man. You <laughs> can't do it. Guys all the time. I oh, you do? Okay. All the time. I'm like, nope, that's not right. Not Brian. <laughs> not, Brian. not Brian. Not Brian. Brian's got me, but. Okay. Uh, um, uh, I don't think. with this shit. That's why. I, I don't think you're on the text thread, Leon, but, um, no. but just have Christian give you my phone number and just start texting me. You have to just uh, chirp in my ear. This thing is basically, this podcast is me just, you know, like when you, you have something you want to watch on TV, and so you go to the laundry to bring the clothes to fold in front of the, the TV, but you have too many clothes, and, and they're just, like, falling out everywhere. But you don't care. You're not being practical. You're just rushing back to the TV. <laughs> the, um, that's the way this show is. I just have – I'm holding on to, like, so much, and shit's just falling off to the wayside. Yeah, so you have to be that sock that's like, yo, over here, pick me up. So anything you ever see that, like, any shows you watch where you're like – um hey, that was wrong, or hey, I really like that, just text me. Just start bugging me. No one could ever bug me text. I feel no obligation to anybody. Oh, so, awesome. like, it might take me 10 days to text someone back. Never. No one can ever bug me. Okay. okay. I'm unfucking buggable because wow. I just am living my life. So just get my phone number from Kristen and just stay in touch with me, and then finally be like, fuck this dude. I'm bringing him on. He thinks he knows everything. 
fucking A. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way we'll do it. What you wish for. Okay. Uh, thank you. I, I'm actually going to a um uh watch Greg's kids in a jujitsu competition right now. I'm in uh, Ari- I'm in Arizona. Yeah, my kids are so excited to go watch his kids compete. So I'm gonna do that now. Hey, I really uh, you guys are easy. Thanks. Thank you. God, yeah. This if you guys fun. were neighbors, if I could build a neighborhood, you guys would be. I would hang out at your house. You guys oh, are cool as shit. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, yeah. that's yeah. dope. We appreciate that. Thank you. We feel all right. Same. Uh, stay in touch. Um, and uh, I, I have a feeling our paths are gonna uh, cross again. Me awesome. too. Okay, nope. Lumberjack Cross, uh, Lumberjack Athletics, also known as CrossFit Luke, yes. Kristen, and Leon. Thanks, Mr. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Hi. Hey. Hey, babe. Are the kids ready? You're awesome. Yeah, I didn't hear a peep. I'm just doing the podcast in the middle. I need to I need to take a picture and show you what I'm doing. You're gonna, gonna podcast in the middle of no in like in the middle of this house. It's if it's a four bedroom house and Haley's like, You're doing it right in the middle. Why don't you do it in one of the bedrooms? I'm like, because there's no the bedrooms don't suit me. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing that right now. I'm in like the middle of my house too. I, I think I saw your wife in the background one time. Yeah, she's bringing me breakfast. She's a good dude. Oh yeah, fights tonight. Oh shit, yeah. Okay. Um, sorry about all the schedule changes. Uh, I was up for like 24 hours yesterday. It was not a good day for me. I was tripping. Um, I will text you at 1 a.m. Uh, then not respond for 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a good point. I do text you like at 1 a.m. and not respond for 10. All right, guys. Uh, I will see all of you guys soon. Um, I'm trying to I'll hopefully try to do a show tonight, but I don't know. I'm, I'm partying pretty hard. Okay. Want to say bye, Caleb? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.